coming live from Austin, Texas. We are RVing, baby. Welcome to the Mindset is Our Podcast. I'm your mindset coach, CJ Lee. Does your brain ever feel like an internet browser with 45 tabs open? You know, constantly bouncing back and forth, trying to process a million things at once. Instead of having a clear, concise, well-rounded, wise thought process. How many hours a day do you spend staring at a screen? Versus how many hours a day do you spend in deep, contemplative thought? Humans' greatest superpower is our ability to think. It's what's responsible for modern infrastructure, the car you drive, the clothes you're wearing, every advancement in technology, medicine, really everything around us that we call life started with a thought. And that thing was built and developed and increased by other deep thought that brought it to life. And your life has been built in the same way. Your thoughts in school, your thoughts about who to date and why, your career, how you think about your health, your relationships, all of these thoughts are building your life one thought at a time. Therefore, thinking and our ability to do it wisely is the most important skill set. But look around you. We live in a world of constant distractions. Your phone pings. You're flipping through social media. You got a million emails to follow up with. If you're chilling, then you're Netflixing. You know, years ago, you would sit in a waiting room and you might look around. You might grab a magazine, flip through it a little bit, or stare at the wall, or maybe have a conversation with somebody next to you. Or if you're waiting in line at Chipotle, you'd stare endlessly into space and you'd daydream about whatever's going on in your life. But now what do we do? As soon as you have one moment of downtime, what do you do? You pull out your phone and you start streaming dopamine. So where and when do we think freely anymore? When do we just spend 20 to 30 minutes to just let our brains process information? Where we can tap into our creativity, solve the problems within our work, or come up with ideas on how advancements could be made in relationships. You know, when do you do this? When do you set aside time just to think and let your brain process information? I think for many of us, myself included, it's hard to imagine that we're giving ourselves enough time and space to think at our highest ability. For most of the modern world, we are technology addicted. We spend very little time allowing our brains to just have quiet, peace, and thought. We're switching from TV to Instagram to work and to Googling shit to texting to emailing. And for one second, when we have a break from it all, things go quiet. You're like, oh, I have nothing to do right now. Without even consciously deciding to do it, most of us reach for the phone and we pull up something else that's mindless. And yes, this podcast is built off of personal experience. I feel like I've noticed more and more over the last few years as social media has increased just how bad I am about taking time to just chill out and think. Which is sad because I absolutely love to sit and just think in deep contemplative thought. It's one of my favorite things to do. And it's without a doubt responsible for some of the most life-changing discoveries, beautiful moments in my life came from deep contemplative thought that shifted the way I was looking at whatever I was doing. And myself, like many other people I know, we just don't sit quietly anymore with ourselves. And I think there's really two major reasons for this. One, people have not spent a lot of time mastering their mind. So it's uncomfortable when you're left to your own quiet thoughts. And I know I have times in my life where the thoughts are just, they're like uncomfortable to think sometimes. If you have something stressful going on, it's like, boom, that's when I'm the worst with distractions in social media. And I think number two, right there, we're dopamine addicts. We are legitimately addicted to stimulation and dopamine. TikTok is the ultimate example of how a company has profited out of leaning straight into the dopamine touch point. 
In the Journal of Neurology, St. George's University in the UK says getting texts, likes, or messages are intrinsically rewarding. They evoke feelings of happiness and satisfaction due to the virtual social life that social media platforms mimic. However, these feelings are only temporary, and once the initial short-lived moment wears off, individuals look for more. It has been shown to have an association with many of the social problems that have grown in society over the last decade. It has been linked with anxiety, depression, sleep disturbances, and much more. End quote. So modern technology is playing off of our addictive brains, and it's only becoming more and more powerful with time. And it's really zapping that quiet space that we used to have where thought can actually occur. Deep, uninterrupted thoughts that have the time to develop into something worthwhile. And we really need our minds to work incredibly well. You know, yes, we have a lot of our most rudimentary problems solved for a lot of people. Not everybody, but for many, our basic needs are taken care of. We don't need to think about our next meal or comfort or where we're going to sleep tonight. But we still have this big picture life that we need to be figuring out constantly that requires deep, complex thought. There are always unique challenges in each of our lives, and we must be present and aware and really think through the complexities of situations in order to take the best action, in order to understand it in a way that's most relevant. Because each thought you think has an impact on your sense of direction. That's why thought really is art. I love that concept. Each one of your thoughts is really an expression. It's an artistic expression of who you are and what you have let your mind come up with. Right? The more beautiful your thoughts are, it's like a beautiful painting that you'd love to look at. You're like, look at that. That's an awesome set of thoughts. Or it's kind of ugly. It's discombobulated. You're not too excited about looking at it. What kind of art do your thoughts look like? And really, the better you become at thinking, the more wisely you can create that internal environment and the external environment that you want to have. So how do we take the power back? I'm going to provide you with four strategies today to paint wise thoughts with much more beauty, intention, and hopefully spark a little bit of that wisdom. So brush stroke strategy number one. This one is obvious, but it's something few of us do. Give yourself space and time to think. Chew on a thought long enough to spit out something meaningful. Here's one good example of it. If you can't remember something, don't just go look it up right away. Give your brain some time to work it out. In one of the last podcasts, I talked about the movie Stutz. It's about a therapist and a celebrity who uses this therapist counsel. And I was working on the podcast and I couldn't remember the name of the celebrity. Now, I knew that I could go and Google it in about two seconds, but I didn't do it. It probably took me two days to let it come to me. I knew what movies he was in. He was in Superbad. He's in Wolf of Wall Street. I was like, God, I've, I've said this guy's name a million times. Can't believe it's escaping me, but I don't want to look it up. I'm going to wait for it to come together. And then all of a sudden, boom, for whatever reason, the neurotransmitters in my brain connected. Jonah Hill, that's it. Golly. So if there's something you don't know, by all means, look it up. That's one of the most beautiful parts of technology. We have all of this information at our fingertips. But if it's something you know and you just can't remember, then let your brain chew on it. Let your brain fire the neurotransmitters long enough. Think about it from different angles and eventually you'll produce the thought. That is much more healthy for your brain than just looking things up and not forcing it to build upon its strength. Cal Newport wrote a book called Deep Work, which honestly outlines this concept really well. Specifically by deep work, he's talking about giving yourself enough time to really think about your work without having distractions and getting interrupted mentally. The subtitle is Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World. One of his quotes says, Less mental clutter means more mental resources are available for deep thinking. 
So if you feel highly distracted, maybe you need to set aside specific time each day just for thought, where you go on airplane mode with your phone, you sit in a comfortable chair with a notepad in your hand, and you just let your mind process information, just come up with ideas, whatever you like. So that's number one, find time to just think. Brushstroke strategy number two, figure out when and where you think most clearly. For some of us, it might be driving a car or listening to a specific type of music, or maybe it's shower thoughts, or it's talking with somebody who's thought-provoking. Maybe it's reading books or listening to podcasts. Maybe it's sitting quietly alone or journaling. Maybe it's a sensory deprivation tank where you really go all the way and force yourself to just do deep thinking because that's all you can do. Maybe it's going for a walk. So it's clear there's times and things that we do that help us think more clearly. Also, are there specific times of the day that you think most clearly? Maybe in the morning or at night or maybe right after a workout. I can tell you when I do my worst thinking, it's right after I've been sitting there on social media or getting dopamine bombed by something else on TV or whatever it is. After you see Jerry ski off a cliff and do 30 flips down the side of a mountain, it's pretty tough to sit there and think through a tough thought or work on a boring email or something like that. Another very useful time to get into deep thought is right before you go to bed. It's more so about pushing all the thoughts out of your brain. So take a notebook, write down everything that comes to mind. Specifically, try to foster, try to paint a few beautiful thoughts. Think to yourself, what's the most unique, beautiful thought that I have today? What's the best thing that happened today? And write about that. Write about something that makes you feel good, makes you feel happy. It's not about coming up with ideas that make you anxious or stuff that you're worried about. It's about stuff that puts you at peace before you go to bed. So do you ever have deep recognitions and epiphanies and in the moment it feels so raw, so real, and then a few days later when the stress piles on, you kind of go back into your old school form of thought. That epiphany, you're like, ah, I just don't know if I can really follow through and live up to that. You know, I don't see it as clearly as I did before. You know, oftentimes in a great coaching session, the stars align and everything seems to finally make sense. There's a clear path forward based on connecting a few dots. And honestly, when you feel those epiphanies and those moments of clarity and certainty in your life, you need to trust that insight. You know, we've gathered all these angles on an issue in a way that it finally makes sense. And the next steps become clear. You need to trust in that moment and run with it. If you let the stressors and your old school habit of thought come back in and override that good epiphany, that good recognition, you're going to continue to get the same results that you stuck in the first place. So where and when do you experience heightened levels of thought and how can you produce those states more often? So brush stroke strategy number four, strategize and plan. Spend the time to really think through what you're doing, what you want to be doing and why it's important. I was recently going to the DMV because I've had to jump through a million hoops to get this damn RV registered. Same with my truck. It's been a big pain in the butt. And I was waiting for a document to come in and be delivered there. And so I drove in one day and I showed up and I sat in line waiting at the DMV. It's a beautiful, lovely place to be, as we all know. And once it's my turn, I get up to the front. I say, hey, listen, I was wondering if this has arrived, blah, blah, blah. I say, I'm sorry, it's actually not here yet. Why don't you give us a call tomorrow and we'll let you know if it's come in. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And as I'm walking away, I'm like, God, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I just call in, spend two minutes from home or wherever I was, and just say, hey, is it in there? Nope, not yet. Okay, thanks. I'll call you tomorrow. But no, I had to drive in there, sit there, waste 45 minutes to an hour of my day on something so simple. And it's really a byproduct of distracted thought. Because it's a pretty obvious solution. I think most people will laugh and be like, dude, come on. Can't believe you didn't realize that in the first place. And it really comes down to just not thinking about it. 
You know, if I would have taken 20 seconds to just think through the scenario, and I'm usually pretty good about that, especially with bigger, more important things. Benjamin Franklin said, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. He also said, for every minute spent in organizing, an hour is earned. So how much time have you spent today or in the last week to just slow down and think through what you're doing and try to see shortcuts or ways to do things more effectively or enjoyably? And my DMV experience is just sort of like a basic day-to-day operations thing. But there are much more complex things going on in our life, in our work, in our hobbies, our relationships, our health, really every area of our life. And sometimes we're just stuck on autopilot and we don't actually think through, hey, what am I trying to accomplish? And is what I'm doing the most effective way to accomplish that? Or am I spinning my tires in the mud? And is there a simple solution? A great coach of mine that I've worked with for many years, he once said something that really stuck with me. He said, you know, most people in life, they go from A to B to C to D to E to F to G. But if you really want to live a great life, you need to learn how to strategize wisely so you can go from A to D to G. And that requires deep thought. And it requires seeing things from different angles. So spend some time to think and strategize in areas that are important to you. And brush stroke strategy number four, shift the way you're thinking of thinking. And recognize that thinking is a skill set. It's like a muscle. It's something that can be improved upon. Your skills within producing thought are not stagnant. They're not the same a year ago as they are today. And they're not going to be the same a year from now. It's a product of how much time you spend in thought and how you are utilizing your mind to connect dots in different areas of your life. And you can become better at thinking. And one way to improve your thinking is to recognize that thinking is not just about your brain. It's not just what's coming out of your mind. There is a emotional component. There is a physical component in your body. There's some really interesting information coming from heart math, where they study the way that the heart interacts with the rest of the body. And a direct quote, most of us have been taught in school that the heart is constantly responding to orders sent by the brain in the form of neural signals. However, it's not as commonly known that the heart actually sends more signals to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. End quote. Thinking is a process that's more than just listening to the brain. It's being able to tune into everything that's going on inside you, outside of you, in a way that produces the wise brain babies that ultimately are your thoughts. In Cal Newport's book that I was talking about before, Deep Work, he says, The task of a craftsman, they conclude, is not to generate meaning, but rather to cultivate in himself the skill of discerning the meanings that are already there. End quote. So think of thinking as a skill set, which can be proved upon through use and diminished when left alone. The more you practice thinking, the better you'll become at tuning into the ways you think the most wisely. So number one, give yourself the space and time to think. Number two, figure out when and where you think the most clearly and then trust the thoughts that you come up with. Number three, spend time to strategize and plan. And number four, think of thinking as a skill set. So that's what we're working with today. I appreciate you tuning in for today's episode. It would mean the world to me if you wanted to leave a rating and a review or share it with somebody that you thought might find value. But more than anything, I appreciate you being here. If you're interested, head on over to cjleady.com, join the mailing list, stay up to date on the book launch, new podcasts, and other mindset motivation. This is the Mindset is Art Podcast. Thanks for going MIA with me today.